Hello and welcome to 15 Minutes in Hell. It's a 15-minute podcast. I'm Ed Zitron. I'm the host. Joining me today is Zeke Fox. He's an investigative reporter at Bloomberg and the author of Number Go Up, which is a book about, well, the rise and the fall of the horrifying crypto bubble, the most recent one. Zeke, thanks for joining me. Thanks, Ed. So let's talk about a nasty little worm, Sam Bankman-Fried. So you wrote a piece fairly, uh, like, towards the end, I would say, of his his life. Would you say he fooled you, or was it just that there was not enough information? A hundred percent, he fooled me. I was sitting right there in the Bahamas. I profiled him when things were going great. He had right. this way of being seemingly very open. I sat next to him for two days while he was just going about his CEO business. Like I'm reading his emails. I'm seeing his Excel spreadsheets where he's keeping track of corporate financials. At the time, I thought, this must be some Excel sheet he just made for me because he doesn't want to show me the, the real numbers. Now we know they actually had, that was how they actually ran the company. Um, but yes, I, I mean, well, I, I'm still kicking myself. I'm sitting next to like Bernie Madoff and I didn't catch him. But I mean, how would you though? Because I've been writing and thinking about this a lot. It felt like he just kind of knew what he needed to show because of the way the press works when it comes to private companies in particular. So I'm an investigative reporter. It's my job to figure out how to catch them. And right. the way you would have had to do it is to get to, you'd have to have some tip or reason to be suspicious, which was there. There's plenty of reason to be suspicious. And I should yes. have, uh, you know, convinced Nishad Singh or Caroline Ellison that the way to go was to tell me the secret. Right, and right. I, 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 you <laughs> Just that easy, right? <laughs> I've done it in the past um, with other with other stories. Um, but this one, he fooled me because Sam acted like he was skeptical of crypto. And right. so I, and I, that's how he kind of won me over. I thought he's running this crypto casino. Everyone's going to come there and gamble and lose their money. It's bad. But what I didn't realize is that he was actually stealing all the money out of the back of the casino. Which is kind of impressive how much he stole. But also, how much of crypto's money do you actually think is real, though? How much of it is liquid? So, I mean, in Sam's case, we know that customers sent FTX like $10 billion or something like that. That was all real. Now, when you see like the market cap of all of crypto combined, at its peak, it was $3 trillion. But some of that's got to be kind of really illiquid coins that never trade basically made up. But I do think that hundreds of billions of real dollars went into crypto overall. Do you believe in the fundamentals of cryptocurrency at all? No. So <laughs> no. what? Uh, the more I, this book was like, I went all around the world to try and see if there was anything to it. Went to El Salvador. The Bitcoin people are like, Bitcoin's revolutioning El Salvador, revolutionizing El Salvador. The president's made it legal tender. It's helping the poor there. I get there and people in El Salvador are like, what, Bitcoin? Are you serious? Another another one of you jerks here? And I'm like, no, no, I don't like Bitcoin. And they're like, I don't care. Stop asking me about Bitcoin. This has no relevance <laughs> to my life. Um, then one of the big ones that crypto people love to brag about was called Axie Infinity. It oh, yeah. This, yeah. You heard about this one? Oh, of course, man. Yeah. So it's like... <laughs> It's like a Pokemon game and you play you gotta buy the little Axie monsters and you earn smooth love potions. If, no if man, if they can't they can't be called smooth love potions. Come on. 
Oh, yeah. And people in the Philippines, millions of people were playing this game all day. And the crypto people were like, yes, we've solved poverty. This is Web3. It's the future. And I went to the Philippines and I saw nothing but devastation. People who had taken out loans to buy their little Pokemons for the game. And we're well, now isn't there a like- whole loan shark thing behind it? Because for our listeners, Axie Infinity, you have to buy a shitty little Pokemon clone to be able to play shitty Pokemon on the blockchain. But they actually have these things. I forget what the term is, but you can get like a payday loan. Oh, so you know what was big? It was, it was that you would become a scholar. And yes. don't worry, this had nothing to do with learning. This just meant that somebody else owned your Pokemon and you were like right. a surf who borrowed their Pokemon and would like play all day on your phone and you'd kick up your earnings to the to your boss. Um, I mean, for, for a little while, you could earn decent money at this. Um, but yeah, I, I, in the book, I go to this dusty town north of Manila and I track down patient zero of this Axie boom. The first guy who started playing and started telling his whole town. And it's amazing. It actually like transformed the whole town. You can see people like built second floors to their houses because they're playing Axie. But it ended ended in disaster. And, um, you know, Art Art, this this really nice guy who discovered it, you know, even though he, he actually obviously as the first guy to do it, he made money. It still ended sadly for him. How how then? How did it end for him? So he built a house on the outskirts of town. And at first when I wanted to see him, he said no, because he had fallen down drunk the other night and his face, he still had a big like scab on his face. But we, we agreed to, to an interview and I went out there and he's lonely. He's out by himself and all the people that he convinced to play the game are now mad at him and he's out of money. He needs a loan, but either people don't want to give it to him because they think he's broke or they don't want to give it to him because they think he's lying and he's rich. So oh God. He's, tr- he's trying to recapture the glory days of Axie by playing new Web3 games. But uh, there's no way to... He's not first anymore, so those are losers. And yeah, it's all, it was just this sort of ephemeral wealth that swept through this town like magic. And then... Destroyed everyone's, everyone's lives? dashed. I mean, I don't know if their lives were destroyed, but it, it, it turned out to be a sad, a sad incident. And making matters worse, um, after Axie collapsed, hackers hacked Axie's built-in crypto exchange and stole $600 million. Wasn't it North this, Korea? Yes. The U.S. government has said it was North Korea, and this money funded their nuclear weapons program. So, Oh, good. Yeah, hey, didn't Alexis Ohanian back then? You know the Reddit bloke. Oh, I I, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, they definitely had Andreessen Horowitz. Uh, Damn, on the that's cap so table. cool. Yeah, uh, Mark Cuban was all was all for it. Um, yeah, for a while this was a big success story, and then like everything in crypto, when it fails, everyone's like, let's just memory hold that never happened. On to the yep. next one. Yeah, so it feels like a lot of traditional finance people got got kind of b- screwed over. Well, not really. They seem fine. They got beguiled by crypto, like Kevin O'Leary, Mark Cuban, Alexis Ohanian. These guys who just – you can look at crypto for two seconds and see it's kind of a con. Well, my favorite finance guy who got 
tricked is Mike Novogratz. He's a pretty right. sharp guy, ex-Goldman. And at the beginning, when he got into crypto, he gave an interview and he said, this is the biggest bubble ever. You can make a lot of money on the way up and I plan on it. So it seemed like he had it figured out, right? But right. then uh, he got, I mean, you could argue about whether that's an ethical stance. But then um, he got into, uh, uh, yeah, right. I respect the honesty. He got into Terra Luna, the Do Kwan Ponzi scheme. He was all in. He even got the logo tattooed on his shoulder. So for um, listeners, just to be clear, the, the whole Terra Luna thing to condense it was, Imagine a if the dollar, instead of being pegged to actual things, was pegged to a very bad algorithm and also the entire crypto industry is depending on this algorithm not to shit the bed. I think that's right, Zeke. Sounds that's about right. That's a pretty good summary. Yeah. yeah. And it ruined everything. It is what led to FTX. <laughs> yeah. It but was... he got that tattooed on his arm? Yeah. So here's the guy who's he's saying he's the sharp one who knows it's all a scam. He get, even he got sucked in and got Luna tattooed on his arm um but i mean i think the, the way to make money in crypto is to be the guy who comes up with the scheme or like be right. friends with him and get a special deal by the time like regular people by the time you're hearing about some new coin you're the exit liquidity that's what they call yeah. it you're the one they're gonna dump it on you're not early you the, it's odd lots but manifold you just you just have like so many. It, it's funny. Everyone I know who's made money in this really is, it is the same way. It's like, oh, I got let in early in a way that like if you were describing a stock would probably be insider trading. <laughs> so, right. or, or just a, but like kind of the run up to an IPO almost, but very illegal. I mean, with crypto, the government is so busy just going after the Sam Bankman Freeds who straight up stole the money. That if you did something short of that, maybe you're in the clear. Yeah, and it's it's so strange that it's still here. Like billions of dollars got stolen and nothing has changed at all. The one that amazes me, for the book, I purchased a Bored Ape. I joined the Bored Ape Yacht Club uh, so that I could attend Ape Fest. And right, of course. I was like, these apes, paying $500,000 for an ape is pretty dumb. This will never, this this won't last, right? And the price of the ape cartoons has, these are the celebrity endorsed ape cartoons, like Jimmy Fallon, Paris Hilton, Snoop, Eminem, they all had them. And the price has crashed 90%. But what that means is that people are still paying $50,000 for an NFT of an ugly ape. Like what? Who are these right. people? They, they're sickos. They're just, <laughs> but it's so, it's so messy as well because Nothing has changed. Like I said, like the Winklevosses, the two, the identical river boys, uh, the river clones, they may have defrauded people for like a billion dollars of Gemini earn. Nothing happened. Well, I mean, okay, the New York attorney general is suing them for fraud, but the crypto industry, nobody says anything about this stuff. No one's like coming down on them hard. It feels like a, almost like a large criminal enterprise. Like I said, I think the the cops are catching up, and I think you know if they really did steal a billion dollars, they probably will get in trouble for that. Well, it's um, not that they stole it. What they did was they put a billion dollars of Gemini earned, so real people's money, claiming it was an interest generating account, but then they put it in the hands of Genesis, who, as you know, were 
one of the major lenders in crypto. And then they lost all the money, partially on Three Arrows Capital, which lost it on Terra Luna. It is so, it's all the cycles, man. It's all part of everything. But that's the thing. It doesn't feel like if the cops are catching up to them, fine. But it feels like the crypto industry is just like, yep, no problems here. Right. They like to present it like, oh, it's just just a bad apple. You know, Sam Bankman right. Freed. We never liked him anyway. Good riddance, <laughs> you know? And it's like, you guys, I remember I went to... Bitcoin 2021, the and my first crypto conference, so many people that I saw there, the most prominent people on stage and the biggest companies in the industry, so many of them have failed or been sued for fraud or like Sam Bankman-Fried are now in jail. Um, so I, you, this like bad Apple thing doesn't work. Well, at some point, who are the good apples? Who is actually, have you actually seen a single cryptocurrency project that is a useful product? No, none have, none have impressed me. And I'm not saying they're not there, but at some point I just sort of gave up. Like I would just look into one after another. And so many times I'd pull back the curtain and be like, you, you, you don't even have a product or the, the thing that you say that you have, it doesn't work, you know? And it's, yeah. so I think it's like, it's on the crypto people to show us that they've invented something useful. You know, not, give not us to a push product back that, on like, you on too hard though. Why are you sure it's out there? You've been covering this for years. Why? Why are you sure it's out there? Because I've been doing the same. Not saying we're the same, same guy, but I haven't even seen utility yet. Oh yeah, no. I'm just saying, like a product that works. Nobody's got to sell it to you. And so I think that you're safe to ignore crypto until they come up with something that regular people start using. I mean, it's crypto's as old as Uber, it's as old as yeah. WhatsApp. And those are things that have become like verbs, like in our vocabulary. And nobody uses crypto for anything but gambling. So final question for you. Where do you see the crypto industry going from here? I think that people will slowly lose interest if no use case is invented. And I think that as a story that you tell someone to get new investors, it's not for a while. It was like, this is the future of money. It was a great story. It was a great way to raise billions of dollars. And now if you were starting some new company, you would probably not want to call it crypto. Like crypto is, is a bad word. When people, when you go to pitch someone, a potential like regular person on investing in crypto, instead of thinking future of money, they're going to think, isn't that the way the curly haired guy stole all that, the billions of dollars? <laughs> right. So like, look, I'm not, it's hard. The, the prices are crazy. Like they go up and down seemingly without reason. But I think in the long run, unless they, it's got the price of the assets have to be based on some sort of economic value, based on apps that turn a profit. Like it, it just, uh, it can't be a speculative bubble forever. Well, Zeke, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, everyone go out and buy his book, Number Go Up. It's, I'm, I have it sitting on my table. I, I can't read, still working on that. You've been listening to 15 Minutes in Hell. I'm Ed Zitron. You can find us at wheresyoured.at slash podcast. Join us on the Discord chat.wheresyoured.at. Thanks for listening. <laughs>